This is his new album. It's called Jesus is King. Here with the songs Closed on Sunday and Faith from the Oculus New York City, Kanye West. Welcome back to the eighth episode of my uninformed view. Today, joined with me today is Ben. Ben is my friend from college, my ex-roommate. We're no longer roommates. He's here with me today. Introduce yourself, Ben. Yeah, glad to be here, Mark. Uh, this is uh, Ben, last name Rostin, uh, currently a college student and seeking employment. You know, So if you know any uh, good outlets, let me know. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, me and uh, Mark, we rushed the same fraternity freshman year. We got our first house with the fraternity uh, ever at our school um, junior year. I'm still sticking it out. Mark, uh, he left us a year early going to like chase some career or something. I don't I don't even know. Happy to be here. Uh, give my uninformed view. Big fan of the show. So today in the rundown, we have Harvard and Yale climate change protest. Tesla unveils new truck. Sunday service, Jesus is king. Florida dog puts car in reverse. When should you know your turkey is thawed? Out of bounds with Ben, as well as Song of the Week. And this episode of My Uninformed View is brought to you by Teresa D's. Good food, good company. We have Yale Harvard climate change protest. This was a protest at halftime for climate change. A valiant effort. Game itself is known as the game. 136th edition. The protesters were recorded saying, Hey, hey, ho, ho, fossil fuel has to go. And approximately 20 to 30 protesters were arrested. I also learned that Yale Bowl doesn't have lights. So they had to get through the game quick enough before the sun went down. Yeah, it's tough this time of the year. Um, you said 20 to 30 were arrested. Were these uh, these students we're we talking about or just local protesters? I the think area? they were students. They were students. Wow. Interesting. Um, it's hard, you know, for a police uh, force to arrest people like that. You know, we're talking about the cream of the crop when it comes to our nation's youth. You know, and who's going to be calling the shots? But yet, got to give my hats off to these kids, you know. They believe in what they believe in, and they're not afraid to, you know, risk any future for, like, what they believe in, which is great. That's makes the backbone of our country great. Anything to add on the event or the issue yourself? Do you want to give your take? Yeah, 
Do you think this makes an impact? Uh, I, f- I feel like it has to make an impact. We're talking about Harvard and Yale here. This isn't Nowhereville State. We're not talking about like Boise State, Penn State, reputable people know the name. We're talking about two of the most prestigious learning institutions in the country. It has, it has to make a difference. And good for them, honestly. I don't think our government does a good enough job addressing the issues. I think every generation or office has always carried the motto or the uh, disposition of let's just throw it back to the next, let's let the future handle it. Um, especially if a 71-year-old president, you know, he's not going to be around when uh, we're facing the repercussions of our actions. What do you, what do you think about the matter? I don't know how big of an impact electric cars or even electric grids are going to be for the country. Yeah, it's just something we're going to have to wait and see. They just want, I mean, I respect i respect their uh, actions and their opinion. They just want some change. And they, at least if it's not going to work in the immediate, uh, the immediate present or future, at least try. With the big endowments that both Harvard and Yale have, do we think that they can cure climate change? That's a loaded question there. Like, can you cure conflict in the world, religions, you know, a battle we've been fighting forever? And there's so many takes on climate change. I'm not the best person to ask about it, you know. You could ask 100 people. Most likely, 100 of those people are not going to have the most informed take. But, you know, this is my uninformed view. This is, if you came here for the informed view, that's, uh, you came to the wrong place. What struck me the most about this article and this story is that Yale Stadium doesn't have lights. Why not? Tradition. Of course they can afford lights. In their Yale, Yale University, their tuition must be... Are we sure? Sure that, about what? That they can afford lights? They must. Our, uh, your alma mater, my current school, the college in New Jersey can afford lights. We pay half their tuition. Do you think that Yale cool. turned off the lights... To reduce the power consumption, I don't think I don't think it's that deep. Honestly, I think it's just tradition. Like Yale, Harvard, Princeton, Rutgers, these are schools that uh, have a long tradition of uh, academics, but also collegiate athletics. And um, similar to the Chicago Cubs, they didn't install lights at Wrigley Field, uh, one of the two oldest ballparks in baseball, until twenty years ago. And lights were installed, you know, to make more money for these owners so they can, more fans can see night games. Let's keep tradition where tradition is. And I think Yale in that boat right there because, to be honest, their football revenue isn't affecting the university's bottom line. So, Okay, so moving on, we have Tesla unveils a bulletproof pickup. Then the window broke. We have here Elon Musk, who's the CEO of Tesla, He revealed the new Tesla pickup truck known as Cyberpunk. They used a fighter jet as inspiration to come up with the design. They also included a electric ATV that can roll up into the bed. The feature of the bulletproof windows, so Ben, as they were showcasing it, they had somebody throw a metal ball at the windows and they both cracked. 
So for a company that's selling bulletproof windows, and Elon Musk, who we know, needs to have everything precise, also the CEO of SpaceX, they also had a spaceship explode. Poor day for Elon Musk. We also see the shares of Tesla dropping 6.1% after the release and also Tesla moving towards pickup trucks. How do we feel about this? Uh, it's definitely not a good thing. And that's just not my opinion. That's fact. When it comes to pickup trucks, you remember that commercial that uh, Ford did right after Elon Musk's comments about how they, Tesla was going to build the next F-150 that could pull more weight and was fully electric. And Ford was like, that's cute. Pulled one25 million pounds something that was crazy just blew tesla out of the water it's just not going great i was supportive of his decision to make uh his cars more affordable he had really no choice he couldn't meet the demand that all the consumers wanted with his cars they're just too expensive to make the windows break at the showing like are you kidding me like you don't think these people test this enough like you ever picture Steve Jobs, elite even dropping like the newest unveiling of the newest iPhone, he would never do that. Uh, he just has his hand in too many cookie jars. I think. Who was fired for the windows breaking? Hopefully someone can't fire the CEO, but Ford just unveiled the Mustang SUV, which is all electric. I wonder if it would have made more sense for Ford to unveil the first electric truck before Tesla did. And also, uh, just to run some price points by everyone, the truck is coming in at 39900 Are talking about the Tesla truck or the, the Ford? The Tesla truck. Most... It's not bad. Most, I believe, it was 70% of people who own either Ford or Chevy trucks buy another Ford or Chevy truck. Gotcha. And so the 30%, what do they do? I believe they switch. Okay. At least that shows the customer loyalty when it comes to trucks. Most people don't go out of their comfort zone. If they're a Ford, they're a Ford. If they're Chevy, they're a Chevy, which is going to make it difficult for the cyberpunk Tesla truck to breach into the market. I don't know if this is a good idea the truck market as it is is already saturated it is cool considering it's the first electric tr pickup truck and is elon musk an alien he definitely smokes like one with elon musk he's definitely not out there for the business he's more so about I agree. changing the landscape as a whole and I think but aren't those the same thing that we're talking about? Don't you think like the money will come? At first, I don't think so. Okay. And I think that Tesla is more expensive to make, and it's been taking him longer because he's been pioneering the industry as a whole for a while now. All his investments pretty much losing money. Where does he get his cash from? The Russians. So next, we have Sunday service as well as Jesus is King. It was released October 25th, 2019. 
27 minutes long. The genre is Christian hip-hop. Is <laughs> Kanye West a gospel singer? No. He performed in the Octilla, which is in New York City. So they were able to block that all off for his for Sunday service. The venue in New York City, it's a mall, also a subway. When you hear Jesus is King live, it sounds a lot better than the album. I will say the most notable song on the album is Close on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one with the lemonade is revolutionary. How is it revolutionary? Well, we have Chick-fil-A, which is... Yeah, I get it. It's not open on Sundays. It's not open on Sunday. Also a Christian organization. Except they're actually good Christians, unlike Mr. West. But continue. Well, with Mr. West, I heard that the album isn't so much about spreading Christianity. It's more about his own faith and his own religion. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't listened to the album. I listened to one song. It came up on my YouTube queue. Not gonna lie, that, sh- that shit bumped. I love Kanye West. Even, yeah, I'm, I really like the album. If I, I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10, at least. Um, sonically, musically, the man, you can't deny, he's a legend. He's just gone off the rails. And whether or not that is for attention, whether or not that's genuinely his mental state at the time, I don't know. Can't get behind his message, and I refuse to listen to the album. Do you think that... Can Kanye West... I don't know what his tour dates are looking like, but can he perform at Madison Square Garden, Wells Fargo, with the things he's said and done? Do you think that's a, a risk? To his well-being or his safety, and then him and Kim Kardashian. Are they still together? They. Are, I think they. I mean, Kanye is a devout. I Christian. think he is. Yeah. So, are we seeing him get to a point in his career where he's releasing music that he wants versus what mainstream? audience would want. Oh, definitely what he wants because if he wanted uh, he did the song with Lil Pump he he's proven that he can still hold his own in the pop scene. He could be riding that wave of the Travis Scotts of the world the Playboy Cardis, the Lil Uzis but he's not, he chose to take a different route and with that route, like the purpose of it I'm not really sure but I don't think he's trying to appeal to anyone but himself. Favorite Kanye song? It's a tough one. Favorite album, Graduation. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Happy Birthday. I think that was the ninth anniversary yesterday. That's my second favorite. Um, I want to say Runaway. Runaway is always top dog choice. Um, Great song. And I'm going to find mine as well. Devil in a New Dress goes crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Runaway. That's my favorite. It's It's a masterpiece. I'm going to go with No More Parties in L.A. Really? Interesting. I like I like the song. I wouldn't consider it my favorites, but interesting choice. Do you listen to the Christian radio station? Now that... Now that he's on it. Okay. Yeah. The only place I can find him now. Because my car doesn't have an aux cord. He's on Apple Music. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
That's and a whole other issue that we'll get into off the air. No, no offense. Has Kanye to fallen you, off? To you. Is he fallen uh, off? Absolutely. Musically, not that much. Definitely a little bit, I would say. Like, uh... How old is Kanye? Uh, Mike. Our facts guy, Mike. Mike, how old is Kanye West? Hey, uh... This hey, is Mike. Hey, Mike tuning in. This is Mike here. Uh, He's 42. Moving on, we have Florida Dog puts car in reverse, drives in circle for an hour. This well, residents we talk to who live in this Port St. Lucie neighborhood say it's pretty quiet here. But imagine this. At 830 this morning, they walked outside and saw this. There's a cop out there now. I think he's going to try to get into it. Yes, that's video of a car with what looks like no driver moving in circles in this cul-de-sac in Port St. Lucie. First, I thought I saw somebody backing up, mm -hmm. but then they kept going and I'm like, OK, what are they doing? And then the cops came and I'm like, OK, it happened at around 830 in the morning. Then the fire department showed up and I'm like, OK, but if you look closely, you can see a driver. Well, sort of. And then I saw the dog get out of the car and it was a big black lab or something. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> this is turning weird. Turns out the human driver left the car running when he stepped out for a moment. And police say the car was accidentally left in reverse with the dog inside. You can also see the tire tread marks on the street and a smashed mailbox that mm, got in the way. We talked to the homeowner. He didn't want to go on camera, but tells us the driver says he'll replace it. In the meantime, residents continue to talk about the day. It wasn't so quiet in their quiet neighborhood. I saw this car going around the circle and uh, it was doing it for about an hour. And when the cops got the door open, the black dog jumped out. <laughs> I was like, they should give that thing a license. And you can see there's still some debris out here where this all happened. But neighbors say once that car finally stopped, they were just glad that no one was injured. In Port St. Lucie, Angela Rosier. This happened in Florida. Is it actually an hour? Is this true? Where, where was he driving? We have the black Labrador named Max tossed his owner's car into reverse, drove in circles for an hour, and crashed a neighbor's mailbox before the cop showed up. We have a couple eyewitness reports that say they're not sure why somebody was doing reverse reverse donuts in their neighborhood cul-de-sac. You sure it was he wasn't chasing after his own tail? Yeah, I mean, there's not much great going on in Florida right now. No offense. Any of our uh, Florida listeners, we love you. Trump just moved to Florida. Sounds about right. No income tax. and Not like he would pay it anyway. They say, at first I thought I saw somebody backing up, and then they kept going. And I'm like... This is the neighbor? I believe so. Okay. And then they what, say... What, I want to hear the owner's... I say, what happens to the owner? Did they get arrested for like being negligent? Because like I got the whole gist of the story. Dog's just out of control. He just he he's ghost riding the whip. They say apparently the owner who asked to remain anonymous. Oh no doubt. Left his car running in the street, and the dog changed the gears. Since the incident caused little damage and zero injuries. The dog arguably has a better 
driving record than most Florida people. I bet. Probably would have been better if uh, he put it in Pac. The most impressive part of this story is how the heck does a dog even touch the wheel and the gas pedal at the same time? <laughs> like, what dog, kind of dog are we talking about? Does it say the breed of the dog in Labrador. the article? It's a Labrador. Labrador. Okay. Black Labrador. Black Lab. Like a full-grown one? That must be. I'm There's no way a puppy's taking the wheel like that. That's crazy. I mean, maybe a Great Dane. I could see, you know, stretching out. But like that. But like dogs don't really... They're all... They're on all fours. They're not meant for that vehicle. Like, that's impressive, honestly. This is the is Orlando, Orlando Weekly. Weekly. It must and be it was, real. There's no video of yep, that? Like, there is. Tr- Let's watch it. What the heck? Wait, that's that's a nice reverse. Wait, there's no way that's real. That cannot be. Can you play that again? Wait, zoom in. I need to zoom in. There's no way. That dog's a better driver than I am. What the? What in the world? There's no clear. I don't. I still don't believe it. I know it's a reputable news source, but I don't see any clear evidence from the picture that there's a dog behind the wheel like hypothetically you could have like a short person kind of scrunching themselves up like put the seat back got the bottom you can't see their head in the lot and like the cul-de-sac they're uh, swerving in but they're still touching the wheel I, I don't believe it he doesn't even have opposable thumbs it's two paws how is Max controlling the wheel like that it's not on the same level as us. I can ba- I can barely do circles like that. So it sounds sounds like cap to me. Also, how many dogs? How did, how did the dog get in the car? So well, I I get maybe someone leaves their key. A negligent driver leaves their keys in the ignition. Like I know a lot of people who do that, but they leave and maybe they leave their car unlocked too. Because I know people who do that too. But there's no way that dog opened the front door of the car. He must. The only way that would work is if the dog, like like the own the owner of the car, left the driver's side door open. I don't like who does. No one does that. My thing. And in the video, the driver's side is closed, which I guess could work on impact. Well, see the video again. Oh, skirt! Doge. Is that Doge? I could see Doge is cool. I could see Doge doing that. No, you see that? That's what I'm saying. It does look like a dog ear. Ah. You can see the ear flap right here and the dog on the steering wheel. Going back to Tesla and potentially <laughs> autopilot. Are we going to see more dogs in cars going places with autopilot? I mean, they need they need some job in this economy. I think with Tesla, we could see more dogs going to work. Hey, man, all I know is I'm not letting getting into any Uber with no dog unless it's Doge. Because Doge is cool. With autopilot, we could see Definitely more... not Max. Max, Max is see, reckless. Well, Max is probably a more experienced driver than most dog uber I mean, drivers i don't doubt the experience i mean look at those turns but would he, you rate max is reckless would you rate max five stars uh probably four 
Four? Yeah. Okay. At three, took out the mailbox. Yeah, at three and a half. I three and a half. About, I forgot about that. Do you tip? Maybe a biscuit. Next, we have... When do I take my turkey out from the freezer? So as many of you know, Thanksgiving is around the corner. The biggest item on the Thanksgiving table... Scratch what I just said. The best way to dethaw your turkey is in the refrigerator. Allow for 24 hours for each five pounds in the refrigerator. Place the turkey in a container to prevent juices from dripping. A turkey thawed in the refrigerator can be left in the fridge. Cook the turkey immediately after thawing. You can also use the microwave, but be careful. Follow the instructions on your turkey's packaging. I'm just making sure that you defrost your turkey in time. Thanksgiving pretty much relies on the turkey, unless you're a vegetarian. Dethawing your turkey is the best thing you can do. You have to be quick about it and make sure that there's no bacteria. I cooked a few turkeys last year and I definitely didn't follow this guidance. I just, I threw it in a cold water bath and poured some hot water on it. I didn't use the microwave. The centerpiece to a good Thanksgiving is either a football or a turkey. You can also go with the ham. And obviously the good sides are the cranberry, the stuffing, the green beans, a cake. What's your favorite dish? On Thanksgiving? It could just be not just in general, like your mom's like you know, your uncles, like whoever's cooking on Thanksgiving. What's your uh favorite dish to devour? The turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, and a side of stuffing. You don't have a, a favorite of those options? No, that's one plate. But, like, you don't have a personal favorite from that plate? It has to be the mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, okay. With gravy. Nice, nice. Or the turkey. And that's why it's important to dethaw your turkey. Um, my favorite is my stuffing, not my stuffing, rather, it's my mom's stuffing, and her mom before her, I think it was her mom, and maybe before that, but yeah, that's my favorite dish, love it. One of the only few things I know how to cook. One of the reasons I love Thanksgiving. Every time I think of Thanksgiving, I think of football. Oh yeah, I think of football too, I mean, what better pastime do you have? Then uh, your grandma forgets your name. And, and football. And then you're just like, I'll, I'll just watch football. Pretend nothing around me is going on, which I do every Sunday. This is the first installment of Out of Bounds. So we're going to get into these Sunday NFL lines. First up, not exactly, kind of a snoozer of is a it game. This but it's, is this Sunday? Is this Sunday. Sunday, November 24th? Yeah. Week 12, week 12 of the NFL season. 
first game, kind of a snoozer to non-contenders, but a division rivalry nonetheless. We have the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Atlanta. We got the lines. I'm going to be doing the money lines throughout this and giving my takes. So we got Atlanta minus 195, Tampa plus 165. This is, you know, a toss-up kind of game. Uh, Devontae Freeman's not playing, not like he's done much this year. But they still got Julio, and they have a better defense than Tampa. I don't trust Jameis Winston. I know the odds aren't in their favor, but I would take Atlanta. I think it's a shorter matchup, especially at home. Indy Houston, uh, we already have that happen. Houston can secured the win on Thursday night football. Not a couple non contenders. Houston's interesting just because of Deshaun Watson, but we'll move on to the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field hosting my two and nine New York Giants. Coming off a crushing loss to the New York Jets. Uh, kind of demoralizing. So we have Chicago minus 270, New York plus 220. Part of me wants to pick the Giants, just the homer in me, the North Jersey, New York in me. And Mitch Trubisky is kind of trash. The man sucks. They don't really have a quarterback, but it comes down to who's got more talent. Chicago definitely does in their side of the ball. I got a roll of Chicago. And then next we have Detroit versus and another NFC East team, the Washington Redskins. And surprisingly, uh, shocking money line here. We have minus 195 Detroit and plus 165 Redskins. I know they're at home and their star quarterback, the Lions. Matt Stafford's not playing, but that seems like kind of ridiculous um, money line here. I'm going to have to roll with Detroit, even though they're the favorite. I mean, Washington's just not, they're not a good football team. Uh, roll with the Lions there. Then we got the Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. We got Oakland minus 170, Jets plus 145. I'm a half roll of Oakland. I know they're playing on the road. And the Jets have come off, and I don't know if you consider the Giants a big one, but to win nonetheless in their home, I got to go with Oakland. I think I kind of doubted the Oakland Raiders and their head coach, John Gruden, at the beginning, making some questionable decisions. I mean... Who trades off their two best players in the roster? Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. Granted, they got three first-round picks. I got to tip my hat to the guy. Uh, it's working out for him. Next, we have huge money line here. Miami and Cleveland. We have in Cleveland at the dog pound. We have Miami plus 410. We have Cleveland minus 560. You know I'm rolling with Miami here. I mean, obviously... You know, I'm, I wouldn't bet it straight up necessarily. I wouldn't put all your chips in the table for this one. But if you're betting a $1 or $2 bet here, Miami is not a bad option at all. As we know, Cleveland last Thursday night football, or I guess 10 days ago, the infamous Miles Garrett helmet bash. You got to bet Miami plus 410 versus Cleveland's minus 560. I know they're at home. They're the dog pound. They have the better roster. But coming off of this... And this discombobulated roster that they've assembled, and given the notion that they're going to be contenders, they've just destroyed their season. They've lost their own locker room. I know Miami's probably not the favorite, but if you throw a dollar in there, even that's four dollars and ten cents profit for the ten dollar risk that you're betting. Definitely bet Miami. Next, we got another division matchup: NFC South. We have 
the Carolina Panthers with MVP candidate running back Christian McCaffrey visiting the New Orleans Saints uh, at home in the Superdome. We have Carolina plus 360, New Orleans Saints minus 480. I was actually debating my friend uh, who goes to the University of Pittsburgh right now about this, and he was saying bet New Orleans he's going to put in his parlay, they're going to kill them. No doubt that they are the overdog in this matchup. But this spread seems too big to me. I know they have the superior roster, but you always got a chance when you get the MVP in the game. And there are no scrubs. It's a division matchup. I think that's just too much of a, a gap there. Next we have Seattle Seahawks visiting your Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. We have Seattle plus 100. Philadelphia minus 20, 120, the favorites. Um, Go Birds. think they're going to get the W? Yes. We'll see. Um, I probably would bet Seattle. Kind of biased in the aspect. I just think Russell Wilson's having an all-time season. You can't. They just came off that big win versus San Francisco on Monday. That's my dog, I would say. Jadavion Clowney has been a force on the defensive side of the ball since they got it from Houston. Uh, I would go Seattle there. That's a good matchup. Next, we have Denver versus Buffalo. Not quite as interesting. We have Buffalo minus 200 at home. I would say Buffalo. I mean, I know they don't have the odds there, but I'm really buying into their defense and Josh Allen, the tandem of uh, Frank Gore and their other running... I forget who their other running back is. John Brown has been a contributor at the wideout position. I would say Buffalo. I, I think they're for real. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, but nonetheless, a playoff force to be reckoned with. Next, we have Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati, minus 290. Let's not even talk about it. Cincinnati is the worst team in the league, and they are, will for sure have the number one pick in the draft, and they will for sure draft Jake Burrow. Not 100% on that one. Uh, next, we have Jacksonville versus Tennessee. Kind of a matchup. It doesn't really have playoff implications attached to it. I guess I'm taking Tennessee. They're home. They have Derrick Henry. He's been a force running the ball. Um, I would take them. Next, we have a primetime game. America's team versus America's team. They love to hate the most. The Dallas Cowboys versus the New England Patriots. We have New England minus 255 at home versus Dallas plus 205. That's a tough matchup. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are not, you know, a scrub of a team in any aspect. Dak Prescott's an MVP contender. I got to pick New England. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Bill Belichick is the GOAT. They're at home. They live for this type of matchup. Next, we have our Sunday Night Football game on NBC. We have San Francisco 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. Two historic franchises. 2-8-2. Two, and two, I think that's the records. That's gonna, probably my favorite game of the week. And I'm kind of conflicted. We got... So San Francisco's home. They're minus 180. Green Bay plus 150. I would, I would say Green Bay. I know um, their defense might be inferior no matter what way you look at it. San Francisco is intimidating. Just the way they have their defensive line of Nick Bosa and those boys, D. Ford. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. That man is a legend. San Francisco just came off that tough loss versus the Seahawks. They, al- they almost lost to, I think it was Arizona the other week. Uh, they pulled out with a big win, but I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is for real. I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to take a playoff contender to the Super Bowl yet. I know he 
He's been saying otherwise. He's better than Brady. You know, dogs, yeah. Doesn't mean they're going to walk the walk. Next, we have, lastly, we have our Monday night matchup. We have the LA Rams at home, plus 145, versus the visiting Baltimore Ravens. And MVP candidate Lamar Jackson. You know I'm taking my boy Lamar Jackson. He's been a force to be reckoned with this year. A human highlight reel. I would take Baltimore. LA Rams will not make the playoffs this year. And that wraps it up with Out of Bounds. Betting well, with Ben. I would like to hear Out of Bounds. Sure. For the Thanksgiving games. So yeah, we got the Week 13 matchups. We have the Chicago. Oh, we don't have the lines yet. I'll just pick my winners, give my analysis of it. Firstly, we had the Chicago Bears visiting their division rivals, Detroit Lions, who always play on Thanksgiving for some reason. I don't really know why. No one really gives a shit about them as a city or as a football team. No offense to any of my Detroit listeners. I think that's the second city I've offended. Actually, the other one was Floridians. <coughs> yeah, I'm gonna. that's a tough matchup. Depends if Matthew Stafford's back in the game. I know Jeff Driscoll's been playing good ball there. Uh, definitely been impressive and exceeding expectations. We'll have to see with that one. I think if Stafford plays, though, you got to go roll with the Lions. They're at home. They live for this matchup, especially him. He's been in his 10th year there. But it should be a good one. Uh, that's the 12-30 game. Make sure you set your lineups before that fantasy owners. Just to be clear, if Matthew Stafford is playing, I am rolling with the Detroit Lions of the Chicago Bears. Next, we have the Buffalo Bills. Short for, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Playing America's team, or the team I love to hate the most in America. The Dallas Cowboys at home, who always hosts games on Thanksgiving. I gotta go with the Cowboys. I know I was talking off the Bills, rightfully so. They're a good squad. But I think Dallas is better. I mean... I gotta eat my words from the beginning of the year. I remember in the sports chat we were talking about who's better, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and I was laughing at. It. And I'm neutral in the matter. You're talking, you're listening to a Giants fan right here. Um, I didn't really have no stake in who's better, the Cowboys or the Eagles or their quarterbacks. I was like, Carson Wentz is better. I know he hasn't accomplished as much as Dak Prescott, but he's a stud. He was gonna win MVP that year before he went down. But I gotta give it to Dak. He has played a hell of a season this year, despite all the noise around him, all the contract discussions, the hoopla. I got in the Ezekiel Elliott subpar play, subpar play so far. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they could make. I while I don't necessarily see them as Super Bowl contenders at the moment. No one knows. You know who who knows who's going to be heating up towards December. It could be them very much. Probably not because they choke. And then lastly, we have on the Sunday night game on NBC, we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Atlantic Falcons, which is kind of disappointing. I saw New Orleans and I was excited. I'm like, are they playing the Niners? Are they playing the Eagles? Any contender rather, but they're playing the Falcons, which is a division game in Atlanta. I guess it's a rivalry game. I don't know what the spread's going to be, but I'm going to have to go with the Saints just because they're a better football team. Um, that's going to do it for Out of Bounds, Thanksgiving edition. You've been listening to my uninformed view. Can oh. I just say something? Sure. As a disclaimer, my uninformed view does not endorse any of the selections 
that Ben made. Sure. It's your fault for listening to me, if you bet. Don't blame me. And that we are not liable for any losses. No, we are not. Or Nor do we condone or endorse gambling. And if you do have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLING. Gambling? That's what it is. Yeah. I know but, I know a lot of people who could use that number. And also, sports betting is legal in New Jersey. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now it's time for Song of the Week. Uh, so Song of the Week this week, we have the song from a local Louisiana. I'm not technically local because we don't live in... Louisville, Kentucky, which is where this band is from, is called. The band is called. White White Reaper, Reaper, and the song is called "Might Be Right." Their debut single on their debut studio record, "You Deserve Love," might be right. Look out for it. Look out for this band. Cool music video available on all streaming platforms. Give it a listen. And, I think that concludes the eighth episode of my uninformed view again i would like to thank our sponsor Teresa d good food good company i've been there good food and good company only on route nine cape may county new jersey upper township highly recommend 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 if you need to contact me you can reach out to our official my uninformed email, which is my uninformed view at gmail.com. Please email me any suggestions, any news I should cover. No pooching. No pooching. And thank you for listening to the eighth episode of My Uninformed View. White Reaper, take it away.